Hi, listeners. This week, we are continuing our series on the criminalization of young people. Now, we are excited to be joined by Aliyah Galori Nickens and Mike Pope from Youth Represent. We talk about their work to provide comprehensive legal support to young people that have been impacted by the criminal legal system, as well as a bill that they're working on, the Youth Justice and Opportunity Act, which would expand the definition of youthful offender status here in New York. So when we return, we'll be joined by Youth Represent. Aliyah, Mike, thank you so much for joining us on Dismantling Injustice. We, you know, I'm a huge admirer of Youth Represent's work. And so we are super excited to have you on. Um, I thought we'd start out by having the two of you tell us a bit about yourselves and the work you do at Youth Represent. So why don't we start with you, Aliyah? Sure. So I started at Youth Represent, it just made a year in April as campaign organizer for the current youth justice campaign we're working on called the Youth Justice and Opportunities Act, which I'll probably talk about more in depth later. But I started as campaign organizer with the goal to get more young people involved in the campaign because it is a youth justice campaign that directly affects them. So my mission was basically just to get them more involved and give them more leadership roles when it comes to organizing and campaign work. So, so far, we've been doing a lot of work around that and getting a lot of the youth involved in starting a youth committee. It's been um, a long journey, but it's been worth it. A little bit about myself. I'm from Harlem. I grew up in Harlem. I first I first had dreams to become a basketball player, but sadly, that did not work out. So um, I, I shifted gears. I was more interested in criminal juvenile justice reform and becoming a criminal defense attorney. So that's where I started with the policy work. I first started working on Raise the Age with East Represent before I became part of their staff. I was a part of a program that they had called the Youth Speakers Institute, which was a 10-week public speaking program that trained youth to be able to speak against injustices they seen in the system. So after I completed that program, I became more involved in the Raise the Age campaign. And that's when I got um, to see how policy works and it became one of my interests. That's how we got here. That's awesome. Um, uh, and Mike, how about you, Andrew? Also, you can just speak more broadly about Youth Represents work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I just want to also say thank you, Carl, for the opportunity to, to speak today about youth justice issues and also just the work you all do at Envision Freedom Fund, particularly now with all of the additional rollbacks on, on, on bail reform. So thank you for the work. Um, but I, as opposed to Aaliyah, Aaliyah, happy one-year anniversary. I have a couple more years of YR uh, experience. I just hit 13, I think, which is just really wild to say. So I started, I started off at, at Youth Represent um, as first staff attorney and really, you know, fell in love with, with the work and the, and the impact and, and the young folks that we were able to serve. And, uh, and I've been here ever since. And so, um, so I've had a little bit of a tenure at Youth Represent. And, and just really, you know, I think, think for me in terms of who we are as an organization, uh, Youth Represent is a legal service organization that supports young people after criminal system involvement with everything that they need um, in terms of legal support. 
So what that really means is like, look, you're a young person, um, you get involved in the criminal legal system in any, any way, um, you know, you're arrested, you go to court and you have a right to an attorney, which means that you'll have, a, if, if you can't afford one, one will be provided for you, as they say on law and order. Um, but uh, as soon as that case is over and as soon as you're back into the community and trying to figure out what that all meant for you and how to move forward with your life, you have no attorney left, right? Like you have nobody else to turn to. And yet you're facing all of these legal struggles. So that can be figuring out what's on your criminal record, applying to have your case be sealed, answering questions on job applications, um, you know, uh, facing housing eviction because of your arrest, um, being kicked out of your school or not having an appropriate educational plan set up for young folks. These are all legal areas that um, young people need legal support for. And that's where Youth Represent steps in. We provide um, the legal support for the young people to ensure that they have every opportunity um, to succeed. And this like so the support that you all offer after like a criminal case is over can't be it can just can't be overstated or stated enough. Um when I was a public defender, I remember after a case was over, there were still all of these outstanding legal needs, like with when it comes to like sealing records, when it comes to like helping individuals get re-enrolled in school and crossing the T's and dotting the I's when it comes to a legal case, um, and, you know, like, even at the office I was at, the Bronx Defenders, we were always sort of stuck, like, sorry, we can't do anything else. Your case is over as far as we're concerned, and we wouldn't know where to send young people. So it's just so amazing that um, you all even exist to provide that type of support. Um, I wanted to turn back to you, Aaliyah. Um, because you've been in, you know, as you mentioned, you've been fighting for criminal and juvenile justice reform um, since you were a teenager. Um, I know when I was a teenager, activism was the last thing on my mind, even though I was impacted by the issue and I knew people that were impacted by the issues. And I was just wondering why as a young people uh, was changing these systems such a priority for you? I see all the time how much potential young people have and how much they have to offer. Um, but they aren't really given the chance to do so when they come into contact with like the system that's so focused on punishment rather than like rehabilitation and, you know, building folks up. So to see that like firsthand with myself and peers around me, it kind of um, motivated me to, you know, do the work. And then on the other hand, I had the tools and the resources to do it. And I had my voice to do it. Like, I know there's some people who, you know, they may be impacted by the issue and see it as an issue, but they don't have the same tools that I have. They don't have the same reach that I do. So coming from a community where I see how much potential is there, but how little they're able to reach the full potential, being that I have the, the tools, the resources, and the voice to speak up against it and make some type of change towards it, it became a priority for me so that we can see some type of change and then just seeing how much it can damage communities, like how much a young person, you know, being stripped of, you know, their dignity, being over-criminalized, being overlooked, um, and so often pushed in the system, how dangerous and how harmful that can be to communities. It, it kind of like pushed it up to a priority when it came to what I had going on, because it's like, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? And when it comes to community, it's like, we're all we have in communities like we can't look at you know other systems like police or you know the 
correctional system or like judges and stuff like that to help us in our community we have to help each other so that's why it was so much of a priority for me that makes complete sense and like um and you started to touch on this a bit earlier youth represent it's um you know it was created from this recognition that young people impacted by the criminal legal system need comprehensive representation not just the defense attorney what does this comprehensive approach look like um and why is it so necessary yeah absolutely so it's you know i I love this i love this question because being really being in service to and in collaboration with community is is the core of of who we are as an organization and our identity Um, it's how we think about our work uh, specifically as community lawyers and and i think you know the driver for that is that I've I've yet to meet somebody who comes with like a single monolithic set of struggles, right? Like a single struggle that can be solved by a single person that with a single agency, right? Like, and that if they, you know, we address that, then everything becomes perfect. Like that's just not how systems of oppression have worked historically. They're intertwined and they require, in our view, they require, you know, proactive, collaborative approach to seeing the support for young people. So it, that really looks like for us as we as an organization, like we, I said in the beginning, we're a legal organization. So what that means to me and how we view, you know, comprehensive support and holistic support is that if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing well um, as lawyers, we're really good at the law. And Carl, I'll throw out there, we're really good at the law and we might not be very good at a lot of other things, right? Like, like, and, and it just seems insane to me that we would then say, you know, we are going to be the single source of all support for young people that they could possibly need. When we look across the community and we say, look at all these incredible organizations that do really good work, some of them, you know, a hundred years, you know, plus. And, and so rather than centering ourselves and thinking, okay, we're going to be the solution for all these problems, we turn back to our community. We have 26 community partner organizations. We go out into community, we set up shop, and we become the lawyers on site for young people attending programs. Um, and what's, I believe, beautiful about this is that it, it recognizes that, you know what, um, if you want to, if you're facing a, well, we use Bronx Defenders as an example. If you're facing a criminal case in the Bronx, you know what? Bronx Defenders, they have it to, like, they're incredible. The Bronx Defenders attorneys, they should be handling that criminal case. I, you know, we believe in them. A lot of public defenders are really spectacular in the city. There's no need for us to come in and provide that support. If you need a job, um, you know, going to Henry Street Settlement, and a, a great settlement house in the Lower East Side, right? Like, those are organizations that have really built community and support but they don't have a lot of times the lawyers to help with these issues that we're talking about on reentry. So that's, that's what gets us really excited is, is seeing that we are just a part of a broader uh, community that is approaching support holistically for young people. And rather than, you know, kind of centering ourselves and thinking that we will be the solutions for all of the problems, we center community, we learn from community and we say like, how is it that we, with our single tool as attorneys, can 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 use that tool towards advancing you know uh, and achieving justice rather than like thinking that we are the single you know actor in this we we very much value like working in collaboration with folks that's so great and i know that um you know when it comes to working in collaboration with folks and with other organizations you all also engage in policy change work you work to change the system um, and improve the system for young people in particular um, uh, turning to you, Aria, I know that Youth Represent recently participated in a lobby day in Albany to campaign for the Youth Justice and Opportunities Act. 
Can you explain for our listeners what this bill is and how it would impact young people in New York? Yeah, of course. So it's a bill that expands protections for youth all over New York. So under current law, there's such thing called youthful offender, which is a type of sentencing status that youth can get in court, but it has limitations to it currently, which is you can get it up to your 18th birthday. So that means after your 18th birthday, you're no longer eligible to get it. You can only get it one time. So that means if you get caught hopping the train or something and you get, you know, like a misdemeanor or something like that for that, and then maybe you get into a fight later and get charged with assault, you can't get YO. Um, and then the benefits that I forgot to mention of YO is that it seals your record. So it can't be seen when you're applying for jobs and things like that. And it can give you alternatives to um, incarceration. But like I said, the limits are you can only get it one time. You can only get it up to your 18th birthday. And it's up to the judge's discretion currently. So if your public defender or your lawyer or you yourself doesn't go into court, you know, fighting for it to get it, then it won't you won't be able to get YO. So if you don't know about YO, you won't be able to get it. If your public defender doesn't care enough to, you know, fight for YO in court for you, you won't get it. So with the Youth Justice Opportunities Act, we're trying to expand those protections and first make it eligible for young people up to the age of 25 to get it because we understand that a young person doesn't stop being a young person at the age of 18 um, and not 21 either. That's a lot of, you know, the pushback that we get, you know, okay, 21 should be the age where it gets cut off because that's what uh, that's what an adult is at 21. But we see science, you know, goes into a little bit about how your brain doesn't fully develop until 25. So we feel like if there's science that represents that, our policy should represent it too. So that's why we wanted to go up to the age of 25. And then we wanted, we wanted to make sure that young people can get it more than one time. So if something happened when they were 18 and then something happens when they're 20, they can get it again. They're not, you know, they're not just one and done. They make that one mistake and they can't ever get this protection. I can seal their record and help them get jobs again. And then we want to make it automatic for all misdemeanors and most low level felonies. And then it allows the judge to look at the person's background rather than the charge that they come in with when determining whether or not they should be able to get YO, YA status. So they would have to look at what type of background they come from, what school they go to, what neighborhood they live in, what type of home they're coming from, if they have two parents, if they have one parent. Is the neighborhood harsh? Um, is the school harsh? Is the environment there in harsh? So things like that, rather than just, you know, um, writing them all from the charge that they come into court with. So it would basically give them a cushion. I guess to be able to make mistakes and learn from them rather than just making a mistake and having to serve a bunch of prison time for life or not being able to really learn from that mistake because we know that when a person goes to prison, they don't really, you know, get the tools they need to grow from that mistake they made. They're just sent to prison when they get out. They don't get, you know, help with housing. They don't get help with school. So we want to, you know, stop that before it starts and give them more protections so where they can fall and get back up Um we also want to make community safer because we know community is safe as youth, youth are protected. So we want there to be um, more protections for youth in place so that um, when they reach the system, they have something to lean back on and they can um, be able to get this type of service status where they can get their record sealed. So they won't have to worry about that after they may have to FaceTime and things like that. So it really focused on, you know, actually doing the rehabilitative part of what the system is supposed to do. 
but it's more so of a sentencing reform bill, but we're still focused on, you know, giving youth more opportunities to grow and actually get somewhere after they may have contact with the system. That's fantastic. You know, like an Envision Freedom Fund, a large part of all of the on immigration and youthful offender status is actually a protection against detention and deportation. Um, oftentimes we'll see a young person that um, makes a mistake, you know, as a youth and they will end up with a youthful offender status. And because they have this status, if they end up in deportation proceedings, whatever, you know, whatever that offense was will be held against them in immigration court because they have YO status. And so the ability to, to get YO status more than once and up to age 25 um, is, you know, absolutely going to change the game for a lot of um, young immigrants at risk of deportation. So that's amazing. Youth Represent describes itself as a youth-driven organization. Could you talk to, to us about what this means and why it's so important to prioritize youth voices in this work? Uh, yes, absolutely. I love, I love this question. So, so what is youth-driven and then like, why are we going to do that? So, so to me, I think the easiest way of thinking of what is youth-driven is um, if you go to like any nonprofit that supports young people, I guarantee their website says they're youth-driven. It's like a thing. Everybody says it. But like, but well, what does it actually mean? Um, you know, because frequently what that, can, what that can really be talking about is frankly a tokenized group of young people, particularly background people that are being asked every once in a while for their opinion. And then, you know, maybe a feedback form and that's it. Um, that's not what we're talking about here. What we're really talking about here for Youth Represent is recognizing that young people should be um, driving the decisions and what we're doing as an organization and contributing to the work that we're doing to support our mission, right? Um, so what we're at the core talking about when we're talking about Youth Driven is it's something much deeper than having a youth council. It's much deeper than paying young people to be a part of that youth council and supporting and training them on, on that, what that all means and how they can be guiding our organization we're talking about power and control here right like we're talking about thinking about our organization truly from centering the lives of young people and allowing them to contribute and to control and have power over the major organizational decisions that we are making as an organization to me that's really exciting because i think to your to your second question about like why do this right like why why be youth driven um, it's a lot of work. It's much harder. Um, I would say two primary reasons. One, uh, it's, it, it is more effective and it's more successful in terms of the ultimate outcomes, right? So like, this isn't necessarily something surprising when we take a step back, but, but where we're able to actually have individuals that have engagement and, and support and direction of the services that they're receiving and of the direction of the organization, it increases positive outcomes, right? And we've, we've seen this through studies, you know, Annie Casey, um, we've seen it in the health context of the National Institute on, um, on Child Health. We've seen it at Center for Progress on Education. All of these organizations have looked at and studied whether or not participation of, of young people as part of the process actually advances and increases positive outcomes. And they've all found that it does, right? It drastically increases the impact that you've been able to have in supporting the community that you support, which is like the data that supports it. But I just have to say really quickly too, because it's important it's also the right thing to do, right? Like we are a nonprofit. Our job is to support our mission. Our mission is to serve young folks that are leaving the criminal legal system. And how can we do that without centering, hearing, and empowering the young people that we are working to support? 
right? And so to me, from an, from a, from an actual organizational impact perspective and from, you know, frankly, an equity, um, from a power perspective, like this inclusion and fairness in part of the process and will, will make us a better organization, will make us have better outcomes and is ultimately the right thing to do. So I'm, you know, deeply excited to like continue to deepen the work and how we think about being youth driven and how we structure our organization to ensure that we're doing this in a way that is really meaningful and powerful and not just, you know, something that we put on our website. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're so right. Like a lot of, I, I find that a lot of organizations, you know, that say that they're youth driven one aren't, but also I think there are just a lot of assumptions about what youth understands and like just the capacity of young people to actually engage in the work and to play leadership roles. And they weren't or can't play a leadership role unless you create the space for them to do so. And unless like, you know, you step back and let them actually accept their leadership and allow them to lead you. Um, and so it's um it's amazing that you represent um is taking this approach and like constantly just striving to do it even more. So the last question, I know you all have a lot going on. Um, so I'll start with you, Mike. Um, how can people learn more and support your work? And if you know, and of course, if there's anything that you want to plug or lift up, feel free to mention it here as well. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, of course, I'll say you know we're a we're a, we're a smaller nonprofit, so you know follow us. Uh, you know, on all of the social medias, our website is youthrepresent.org. If you if you want to engage in our work and support us, of course, every dollar helps. Um, we have a new strategic plan. It's on our website. And um, if you're ever interested in talking with me or learning more about Youth Represent, my email um, is on our website, youthrepresent.org. Please reach out. In terms of the plug, I don't. You know, even Carly, even you just saying that, I think I think my plug, if I have a plug, is that the thing that I'm trying always to challenge myself on is is with the young people that are a part of my life. I'm I'm very privileged that I get to work with people like Aaliyah. So my day job also has young people that are that are involved in the work, but also just for for listeners, you know, family, friends, you know, all of that for young folks. Like, I think the real challenge to your point is like, you know if you're not a young person, we've in some ways like failed at a lot of systems for actually improving. You know, when you're looking at the environmental justice, when you're looking at criminal legal reform, you're looking at all these things, like we've, we've tried very hard to like advance and, and deepen justice in the world. And I don't know if we've done a really good job. So maybe it's an opportunity for us to step back and say, you know what, like the young people, if we are to say the young people are the future, well, okay, then we need to start listening and hearing about what they're saying and, and Carl, to, to like the core of what you're saying, I think, is like approaching that with a curiosity and with the with the like grace enough to know that like, you know, there might be answers that young people have that are actually better than ours. And we should be listening to that and then following their lead. Right. And so I think I think the plug would just be to like what I'm trying to do in, in, in our work at Youth Represent and in my interactions is to actually listen and hear what young people have to say and not just assume that because young people are young people, they don't have contribution and value to add. Um, and that's made, I think, you represent better. And I also think that that just is like, I, I hope is like actually leading to, to a better future. And so that would be my challenge is just just engage with young people more and actually listen to what they're saying and, and allow it to change your mind. 
Fantastic. Um, Olivia, anything that you would add? Mike hit the nail right on the head. Um, but thank you for giving us the space. The only thing I would add is we do have a website with more information on the campaign. It's called actforyoujusticeny.org. Um, it gives you the option to take action where you just sign a quick little petition thing where it, it sends it to your local senators um, about why they should pass the Youth Justice and Opportunities Act. Um, there is a contact page where you can leave your email if you want to join the mailing list to get more updates on a campaign. And then on Youth Represents website, you could um, find Kate, myself, or Psych. It should, on the website, it'll be Jamal Wilson, but Please refer to him as Psych. And if you want to get more involved, you can always send us an email. We do discourse sessions at different organizations where we come in and we talk about the bill and allow young people specifically to give us feedback on how they feel about the bill, if they feel like anything should be changed or anything like that. So if you have an organization of young people or if you just work with a group of young people that you feel would be interested, um, feel free to send us an email um, and check out the website. That's about it. Fantastic. And this is why we always need an organizer. You know, the young guy was like, well, actually, we also need you to actually do something. So that's great. Thank you so much for that, Aaliyah. You know, thank you both of you, Mike and Leah, for um, joining us. Um, this has been fantastic. Um, again, listeners, visit Youth Represents website. And both of them were very gracious and didn't say it, but I am absolutely sure that somewhere on their website, there's a donate and so you can donate to Youth Represent um, from their website as well, listeners. So, um, Mike, Leah, thanks again for joining us. Thank thanks, you. Oh, thanks, Leah. And um, until next time, we are out. Thanks again for joining us. Dismantling Injustice is brought to you by Envision Freedom Fund an organization that works to transform the immigration and criminal legal systems while meeting the critical needs of individuals impacted by these systems daily. To learn more about our work and donate, visit us at envisionfreedom.org. That's envisionfreedom.org. Dismantling Injustice was created by Sally Israel. Our executive producer is Abigail Wolf and hosted by Carl Hammett Lipscomb. That's me. Special thanks to the team at Envision Freedom for being amazing. Until we're all free, Peace out.